Hey there, beautiful people. Welcome to Fantai, the podcast for all those complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives list. Lives list? Already messing up. Jared's not been gone a week yet, and I'm already messing up. But y'all know who it is. It's your favorite entertainment journalist, editor, and author, rest times two, Travel Anderson. Uh-huh. I'm riding solo today while Jared is on, you know, his little uh, hiatus, okay? But I'm bringing you a part two to the conversation we had a couple weeks ago with Jiminika Eborn, our sex therapist, our sex educator, you know, our all-around sex expert i don't know if she's like you know a licensed sex therapist but listen she been answering all the questions like dr ruth and so we're so grateful for her the conversation that we had a couple weeks ago with your questions sent in about all of the sexes it went a little long so we wanted to bring you a part two that's what today will be all about there is no you know what do we call them things no honorable mentions, no dishonorable mentions, no, you know, listen to feedback. We'll get back to that next week. But check out this continued conversation with Jiminique Eborn all about the sexes. Okay. Okay. So now we told y'all that we were going to come back with more of Jiminique because we had so much great conversation that got started. We were wrapping things up, talking about wanting to be slutted out with affection. And I just thought, I think we should stay here a little bit longer. Uh, So this is a conversation that we're continuing from our episode um, before where we're, we're really kind of digging into your, I don't like saying burning questions about sex because that always feels like it requires an ointment, but at least you're pressing questions uh, about sex. So let's get back into the conversation. I want to give a content warning that we also have uh, conversations about sexual trauma and assault. So just want to um, let you know that that's coming up. Okay, so getting to our first question, it says, I'm a Black woman in a relationship with a Black man. We've been together for about a year. We've had regular consensual sex and I've always enjoyed it. However, there have been a few times when I've woken up to find him inside me. Absolutely not. It says, the first time this happened, I was frightened by how he had gotten that far while I was unconscious, but I didn't say anything. I went along with it and was okay. I have talked to my friends about it, and they think it's sexy, and he tried to engage me and wake me up with sex. How do I tell him I feel that he took advantage of me without labeling him as a rapist? How does this not ruin the parts of our sex life um, that I've been enjoying? Honey, that's not sexy. Um, it's only sexy if I've had if I knew it was coming. That's very startling to wake up and someone is penetrating your body. So I'm gonna tell you, your friends are wrong. Sorry, girl, your friends are wrong. Like if you are feeling a way about it, you are allowed to feel that way. I never like to label anything. If but if we're not talking to you directly, I would say that is sexual assault because you didn't consent to that. You woke up with someone inside your body. Like, yes, sometimes we go along with things. And I can talk more to this in a second. But sometimes we go along with things because we are having a trauma response. Maybe you fawned. Maybe you were like, maybe this is just the mood. But it sounds like you didn't feel that way. So don't let anybody tell you it's a sexy thing. You should lean into it or just let it be. You are allowed to feel any way you want. Now, how do you have that conversation You're like, you can do it in whatever way feels good for you. If it was me, I would be like, hey, I woke up and you were inside me and that is not okay. That made me feel X, Y, and Z. If this is your person and they love and respect you, they should hear that. But also this is a test. If the way that they respond to you is like, nah, man, blah, 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 blah. 
you need to listen to that because what people will show you who they are. I, when I was, I'm going to say trigger warning. Um, when I was raped, I was raped at home. I woke up and the person I had been with before was standing over me naked. That is startling to wake up to that and also to wake up with someone inside of your body. So if you want to continue with this person, it sounds like you do. Having the conversation of how it made you feel and how you don't want that to happen again, because now we're setting boundaries. It's not up for me to be like, you should break up with them. If you want to stay with this person, do you, but have a conversation on what makes you feel safe. And when I talk about safety, I mean internally and externally, because internally is emotional and externally is your physical body. And it sounds right now, like right now they're playing in both spaces and not making you feel safe. I think it's important to also say, right, that like, you know, you can, you can set boundaries at any Always. point, right? Like you, you can have, you know, you know, gone along with a situation before and now set boundaries and say, we not Absolutely. doing that again. Right. So I, I just wanted to, to say that because I, I think sometimes when we think about boundary setting, we think about setting it at yeah. the beginning. Right. Mm. And like sometimes Sometimes, you know, it's a little hot and heavy and you ain't got time to set the boundary in the beginning. Right. But like, you can set the be- you can set the boundary at any point that you want to set the boundary and the other person should respond in kind to yes. that. Well, and that makes me think about how we we hear people uh, say often like consent should be enthusiastic and often. Right. Like we should Check be continually in. updating like this is cool. I'm good with that. I want to ask a follow up question to her question here because she did imply that like she didn't hate it but she felt uncomfortable with it how did she then have a conversation about like how to do that in a way that might be okay for her yeah i well first you need to figure out where the uncomfortableness was for me i understand waking up with someone's inside your body but you didn't hate it so figure out the parts that you did like and then have that like okay here's here's what happened didn't love it but and this might be the butt that you lean into because you love this person, you want to continue with them, whatever. The butt is, here's what I did enjoy. And then you go from there. Like, what did you like about it? Did you like the surprise? And maybe instead of you waking, you being awakened with something inside you, maybe you're like, instead, could you rub my booty and then wait, let me wake up? And then we get into it, right? So maybe we're changing the situation. So it is still fun versus like, oh, I didn't, I wasn't prepared for this. Like I just woke up and you were inside me. Like, that's not okay. That's very, again, it's, it's very startling. I, anybody to wake up, it's put, putting stuff on people, in people, why people be doing that stuff. I'd be like, why would you do that? Um, you've seen the videos. And, um, but, but yeah, just see what works. Oh, hold on one second. We need to go pay some bills. We will be right back after this break. When it comes to looking good, Stitch Fix has you covered. You can say goodbye to endless browsing and hello to fresh picks curated for your size and taste. We have told you all about Stitch Fix and how we love it to help us fill out our wardrobe, particularly with some staples, all right? And it's easy and fun to get started if you haven't already. All you do is answer a few questions on this little test, quiz, survey, whatever they call it, right? About what you like to wear, what you don't like to wear, 
care how open you are to trying new things. Then Stitch Fix's expert stylists will go to work finding items exclusively for you. Every piece is handpicked for you based on the information you give them. And it's unique to your size, your style, and whatever budget you got going on. Stitch Fix will then send you five pieces to try on at a time at home. You keep what you love and then send back what you don't. Shipping, returns, and exchanges are easy and they're free. You can try once or set up automatic deliveries. It's super, super, super easy. I've gotten a few nice shirts. I got a nice little skirt. I haven't worn it yet because, you know, I'm breaking out the legs, saving it for summer. All right. And we're almost there. I'll post it on the line when you, you'll, you'll know when you see it. Okay. You'll know. All right. But you can sign up today at stitchfix.com slash fantai to get $20 off your first purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash fantai to get $20 off your first purchase. It's a limited time offer. Make sure you purchase within two days of sign up. I have already told you that Jared is on hiatus and I'm very sure, I'm like 98% confident that he is microdosing right now as you listen to this. You've heard of microdosing before because we've mentioned it on the show. And if you search around a bit on the internet, you'll find all sorts of people are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. Our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good good okay jared has told you that he has used these microdose gummies to help him in his creative process i've told you that i use it when i just want to mellow out a little bit when i just want to you know decrease my anxiety and chill the you know what out okay well microdose is available nationwide and to learn more about microdosing thc just do a quick search online or you can go directly to microdose.com and use the code fanti to get free shipping and 30 percent off your first order we love when you do your own research okay so be sure to go to microdose.com and use that code all right links can also be found in our show description but again that's microdose.com and code fanti okay so we have a a letter here from who i'm gonna call Devante. shout out to Devante on blackish we love a child with a a black ass name on tv (laughs) so uh this letter says uh it's a it's a longer letter and it kind of gets into um what i asked last time we were talking about what is average right what is a a normal libido or sex drive um and this kind of touches on that it says uh, my partner is a cis female and i am a cis male both in our late 20s they say we've been in a wonderful loving relationship for almost eight years we're extremely open and communicative with our thoughts and feelings and have had a few hard conversations they say that their sex drive runs about average to slightly above average and hers runs quite a bit lower. She thinks she may be somewhere on the asexual spectrum. She's certainly capable of wanting and enjoying sex, but getting her in the mood is difficult and unpredictable. It says, indeed, we both find the act of lovemaking fun and enjoyable. The hard part is getting started in the first place. These conversations always suck for both of us. They say that we both feel like shit afterward and we both feel guilty over what we're doing to the other person. And we never seem to get any closer to finding a solution. The only conclusions we've come to is that she has to be the one to initiate and that there is likely a trauma aspect to to these things. The pressure to perform makes her get way in her head and makes arousal unlikely. I feel like a pig for wanting sex as often as I do, but have at this point resigned myself to a permanent feeling of sexual frustration. I count myself lucky if we have sex twice in a month. 
I know the best thing I could do to ease off the pressure is to never bring up the topic, but we both agree that bottling up my feelings would also be unhealthy. I get all insecure whether she finds me attractive, which of course she does find me attractive, and feel extremely guilty that it feels like asking her to do chores when she's feeling guilty that, that she feels like she um, give me what I want. Worst of all, the anxiety all this gives her makes her, in her words, feel broken. It hurts to see her like this, and I always reassure her that she's not. They go on to talk about like some of the things that they've done to kind of like try things, right? To try to make it better. They've tried scheduling sex. They've tried making out without the pressure of having sex or leading to sex. They've tried to masturbate together. They've tried to massage and caress her for an extended period of time. Um, even with or without a vibrator, which we've talked about. They say, start having sex and after two minutes, take a break and see if she decides she wants to keep going. They've tried adding aphrodisiacs and things like that. They've tried a lot of different things. What is the advice that you tend to have when folks are just like, they seem to be mismatched in this way? Yeah, I think we have to be honest that everyone doesn't match. Like you can have love all day and your sex drives will never match. Mm. And I think you've tried all the things I would have said. And it might just be like that part of you isn't a match. Um, and this is what I would offer that might not be, you know, fitting for your relationship is sex workers exist. Well, to your point, Jiminyka, there is a part of this letter, um, Jared, that you haven't read where he says many times she has brought up the idea of me finding a surrogate sexual partner which I find unappealing because one, she's my first sexual partner and relationship. So I have some insecurities related to my attractiveness that I would need to overcome first. And two, well, she's the one I want to share this level of connection and intimacy with. Well, that's a good ending. That's a good ending. Okay, so, well, back to sometimes that part of us doesn't, doesn't match. And it doesn't have to be a bad thing, but also knowing that this person might be on the asexual spectrum is a big thing, right? Like that is a very big tell. So I think for your partner, figuring out what it looks like for them to be on the spectrum of asexuality, like it clearly you still want to have sex. You love this person, figure out what feels good for them, right? Like if this is the person that you want to be with and all the things, great. I love that for you. I want y'all to figure it out. And then I think also, I didn't hear anything about going to therapy, maybe figuring out with like a sex coach. I, I'm not a fan of the word coach, but a, a sex educator or something like that, that works and focuses on that can be really helpful because they might be able to talk you through some things that I haven't thought of, you haven't thought of. And then if this is your first sexual partner, helping you to work on your own confidence in general for, for the person that is with the partner. And then again, sex surrogates do exist. Sex workers do exist. Maybe that's something you do together. Maybe you meet with someone together. You have the conversation together. It sounds like your partner, yes, maybe on the asexual spectrum and they want to show up for you, but it's just not for them. Maybe they can show up in a supportive way in a different way. And then, you know, uh, you've done all the things. You've taken sex off the table. You've given yourself the breaks. You've given yourself the permission. I want you to also give yourself the grace. Like it's a lot to navigate through all of the above with your when you're with someone that you just want to have sex with, that you want to connect with in that way. Continue looking for other ways to connect. Find out more for your partner. Do some do some educational research for yourself about what asexuality looks like. And then you can also join a support group. 
I, I am always one that says if you are in this you know spectrum of things and relationships, finding community could be really helpful by people that are also in the same situation versus like people that aren't. Like I have never been with someone that's asexual. And so I can only give you like book things or things I've learned, but having someone that's actively engaged in a similar situation might be really helpful for you. I, I think the finding community thing is interesting because I think that so often like people might hear that and think like, I absolutely don't want to like go talk to other people in person about this. But I also imagine that like a community of other people who are ace or who are like have like mixed partnerships where one person is ace and the other person is not, um, where they're discordant in that way. Like I, I think being able to talk to other people who are experiencing that would actually probably be incredibly helpful and make you not make you and your partner not feel weird, mm -hmm. not feel unusual or like, like you're doing something wrong or bad, but like could also give you some lens on like how we're dealing with this or how I felt when we first went. I think that would be amazing. Especially you, so. dealing with the guilt and the shame of it. Like having someone else reflect back, like, Oh no, I totally get it. Like I run a, I run a support group for sexual assault survivors like to just be in a space mm. where you don't have to keep explaining yourself and people go, I got it. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you about where I've been. Just, I mean, just being black when you hang out with your black friends, that's a whole different journey, the same thing. So like when you find your people, you get to exhale and be present and you might be able to go, oh, this might be the thing I haven't thought of. Because oftentimes we think we've tried all the things because that's what we know. We don't know what we don't know. Okay, we're going to pause right there. It's time for a break. BRB. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Our comedy podcast, Jordan Jesse Go, just celebrated its 15th anniversary. It was a couple months ago, but we forgot. Uh, yeah, completely. Our, our silly show is 15 years old. That makes it old enough to get its learner's permit. And almost old enough to get the talk. Wow, I hope you got the talk before then. A lot of things have changed in 15 years. Our show's not one of them. We're never changing and you can't make us. Jordan, Jesse, go the same forever at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going first. It's me, Jackie Kasian. Man, she's always this bossy. Uh, hi. <laughs> I'm Lori Kilmartin. Uh, we're a bunch of stand-up comics, and uh, we've been doing comedy like 60 years total, <laughs> both of us, but we look amazing. And, uh, out. We drop every Monday on Max Fun, and it's called The Jackie Laurie Show, and you could listen to it and learn about comedy and learn about anger management and all the things. And Jackie is married but childless, and I'm unmarried but childful. So together, we make <laughs> one complete woman. Is that just what that one's going to end? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we try to make Kyle laugh just like that and say, oh, my God, every episode. It's a good job. The Jackie and Lori Show, Mondays, only on Maximum Fun. Speaking of asexuality, so I happen to feel like we we have a, a preponderance of asexual people who listen to this podcast because they, you know, email us and, and tell, have told us over the last couple years that they are here. All right. And so we have another question 
from somebody asking about asexuality. Um, They say, I have never really experienced sexual attraction to any person, even when I was a teenager and quote unquote hormones were flying. I am in a loving marriage and my partner understands and accepts my non-existent sex drive. And we have found ways to satisfy his needs for physical intimacy while also working with my low drive and lack of initiation. Years of communication, building trust, respecting boundaries. I find that most people I interact with outside of friends feel that being ace is not a real thing and that those who identify as ace are just prude or haven't met the right person yet. I also notice how much sex is at the forefront of most of pop culture and social media. So at times I feel like an alien studying another species and just being unable to relate. Do you think that being ace can be classified as a sexual orientation? Is there any advice that you would give to people who identify as ace and who wish to be in a long-term romantic relationship with someone else or others. Thank you so much for your show. It's one of the brightest spots of my week. Thank you so much. I want you to go follow my friend Evian Whitney. They are married. Yes, we had Evian on the podcast. and fun and navigating it at the same time. And I think when you see the reflection of someone mm-hmm. that's navigating it at the same time, like whew, Evian is, is the social media is, is in Evian's ass right now. You know, like, People are always going to go against what they don't know or understand because it freaks them out for some reason. It's also not their business. I don't think you're broken. I think you are magical. By doing the things that work for you, listen, honey, you married. You know how many people out here trying to get married? You have found the person that loves you and sees you. Do I think it could be a sexual orientation? Sure. Why not? Why not? Right? Like, I think everything is expansive. I think it is evolving. And I think that people that are on the A spectrum, I'm glad that they now have other people so they don't feel as othered. Does society understand? No, because society predominantly only recognizes cis hetero white people. There's other people. There's other ways to exist. So I'm glad that you exist. I'm glad that you matter. You do matter. Finding, again, I think community when you feel so othered is helpful. So finding people, books to read, finding people that are also navigating present day is helpful because you can see your journey through someone else, which makes you go, I'm not alone. Okay, we do exist. Uh, But yeah, go follow Evian because I know they're actively navigating things right now. And for me, I learned so much through them as they're learning uh, we have, I was literally talking to Evian this morning. It's so funny. It's a lot for some people because again, you don't know what you don't know. There's a lot. People are worried, oh, the homosexuals. And I'm like, what? We're still talking about that? I'm bored. Like, move on. Right. Right. <laughs> I, yes. I would I would also add here, like, when we think about how people are talking about um, how people don't think it's a real thing and, like, even to, the, like, the initial question at the end there that says, do you think ACE can be classified? Right. Even if it couldn't be classified. And even if people don't believe it's a real thing, right? You still exist. And how you feel and how you experience the world is still real and important and more and incredibly important to you, right? And and how you experience the world. Yes. If aliens exist, how Um, do you exist? Listen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
I wanted to bring in one more question because we've had, I've known multiple people who uh, are in their 30s but are still virgins, right? And still have never had like mm -hmm. sexual encounters um, or have had like Me. limited sexual encounters. We know that you're on your freak shit, so we don't even believe that. No! Um, we had a whole conversation, Fibber. Right. Just like, fibbing. Oh my God, we did. We were just talking about you showing up to work with marks on your tit. Like, what are you talking about? Um, but I... I I do want to. I do want to say that, like, when we're thinking about folks who are kind of like diving into sex for the first time, and it's they're not they're not as young as as maybe their friends were when they were experiencing sex for the first time, and trying to figure out how do you even begin like to to do that? How do you what do you say to a person? All of those things. How do you think about like virginity uh, in your thirties? I think virginity is a construct. <laughs> like, what does virginity Period. look like? Right. Like you may mm. not have been with another person, but are you still a virgin, quote unquote, if you've masturbated? Because oftentimes people will be like, I've never had sexual encounters with another person, but I've had sex with myself. I still think you've been sexually active, maybe with yourself um, and with anything I would say to start there. Right. Like that is where we start to get comfortable in our bodies. If we learn what our body responds to and likes. Again, when we do have whatever type of contact with another person, we can give them the cheat sheet so we don't get too wild on our first time and be like, here's what I know I like. Um, and I think there's also the idea of we have to disclose everything to people. You don't. Like you, you can if you want to, if that feels good for you. It's just like people are like, should I tell someone that I'm a sexual assault survivor or a rape survivor, or rape victim? If you want to, you don't have to. As long as you know how to navigate yourself and keep yourself safe, I think that's more important than like announcing all of your, your commas, announcing all, all of the things that might make you feel more marginalized. Um, and as for the people that, you know, might not have, I hate the word virgins. I kind of hate that the same way I hate healing these days. But for those of us that have not had direct sexual contact with another person, I always say like, again, I'm going to go back to learning your own body first. And I don't just mean like penetration because everyone doesn't like penetration. I know most people that have been out here slutting up and still don't like penetration, right? So learning what sensation feels like, learn what it's like to be in your body. Because so many of us, regardless, don't even know what that feels like to show up to share that with another person. So what's happening in here? What type of sensations do you like? Do you like to be whisper? I call it whisper touch and I hate this shit. That little light touch, it makes me want to punch people. But you might like that. Um, right? Like maybe you like a firm touch and maybe you start there, right? If you are having a conversation with someone, if you have decided you want to wait, you probably trust this person. It's not just like a random hookup, but also if you're like, fuck it one day and you just want to do it, that's also okay. And I feel like people are like, well, I want to be a slut, but I'm a virgin. And I feel like people won't accept me. Let me tell you when people are fornicating, honey, they're not checking your track record. They're not. And even though you might be like, I may not know what to do. That's okay. I know a lot of people have had sex for a lot and don't know what to do. So. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> figuring out what you do like. So masturbation, I think is great with tools. And when I say tools, toys, <laughs> lubes. Figuring I just, just want to say that for the people who are listening to this, that couldn't see it. That sounded heavy, and it was. I'm just going to leave it right there. <laughs> I do have a lot of this. Listen, I'm a sex educator. I got all kind of things on my desk. 
Um, but being able to, to go, hey, I'm comfortable with who I am and then choosing to share your body with another person, who cares what your skill set is? That is a gift that you are sharing with someone else. So you are the gift regardless. And yes, you might Big get part. in your head, but also they're welcome to be in your presence. So let's let's also put that on the pedestal. Let's take that extra, like, what if I don't know things? So many people don't know things. Sex is also a navigation of trial and error. It should be fun. You might be like, oh, <laughs> that's the wrong hole. Cool. You might be in your head like, that's not what I thought. Cool. <laughs> but also, sometimes when you're in the act of like doing the thing, saying the things out loud can be funny. Like, oh, I like when you do that. Put that in that hole. You're like, okay. This is the thing. Um, But if you are a virgin, you are magical. There is nothing broken about you. If this is your decision, if it's not your decision, whatever, do it when it feels good for you. And also, you're not alone. There are many, as Jared has said, there are many humans out there. I feel like a lot of times because we are over the age of 30, people are like, well, everyone's had sex. And I'm like, nah, no, they haven't. They haven't. No. And even if they have, maybe they haven't had in a very long time. Ooh, my God. Which, which, you know, after a long time, it's like you born again all over. Okay? Woo, Jesus. I, ooh, Terrell, <laughs> that, that came from a, from the diaphragm. The depths. <laughs> the depths. Listen. Well, but like, but I, I also Listen. want to say, though, uh, Jim, I, in our, the last episode that you were on with us, we were talking about how you said you should have these conversations outside the bedroom and that you should, like, ask questions about what do you like? What do you like your genitals called? What positions do you like being in? I think, like, especially for this person who hasn't had direct contact with another person, direct sec- uh, sexual contact with another person, it seems like it would be even more important to be able to, like, have a conversation with them. about If, if you're, like, having sex with someone that you know and care about and, and it's not like, you know, oh, we're having, like, a hookup, right? But, like, if you can even know those things for yourself, as you talked about, it seems like it would just be so valuable. So that's really, Absolutely. really cool. Even when you do hookups, just make it sound fun, like... Ooh, what do you like to do? I don't know why I got to that voice. It's like the sexy voice people do. But like, what are you into? What are you into? No, I believe in the sexy Mm -hmm. voice. (laughs) I'll do it out of, I've done it at bars. Be like, if you get into a little whisper, so what do you like? They'd be like, ooh, ooh, okay. Well, and now you're starting the conversation. Whenever I do it on the show, people get a little weird about it. Oh my God. It's fine. (laughs) Travel, why are you so upset right now? Because he, what exactly? No, my sexy voice is full throated. Okay, it's my chest voice. That's sexy to me. My okay, I want to whisper that. shit, and I'm all. In I want to whisper shit. Well, what's your sexy no. voice? You hollering at people like, put it in me. Like, what is that? Put it in. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Thanks so much again for joining us, Jiminy. Tell the people where they can find you, follow you, and the work that you're doing. Yes. Um, I'm going to start with my nonprofit because I forget it sometimes. I have a nonprofit for marginalized sexual assault survivors called Tending the Garden. You can find it at tendingthegarden.love. You can also look it up on the social media's Instagram. Um, And you can find me personally uh, at Jimanika, J-I-M-A-N-E-K-I-A. If you want like trauma things, go to Instagram, go to my website, traumaqueen.love. If you want to be angry with me and talk about wrestling and rights and all the things, then go to Twitter. 
same name. Alrighty, beautiful people, that is our show. We want you to share the show with a friend. If you liked it, if you loved it, even if you hated it, guess what, I don't care. Share it with a friend and tell them about the amazingness, the wondrousness that we are doing over here in these Fanti streets. And as always, if you have a comment or suggestion about this week's show, another week's show, whatever, we are at Fanti Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and the Tickety Talks, okay? And you can use the hashtag Fanti Fam so we can see it all. Or as always, you can email us at Fanti at MaximumFun.org. Org. Shout out to the members of the Fanti fam, the financially contributing members of the Fanti fam. If you would like to become one and support the work that we do here, you can go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Our music is brought to you by the one and only Corrice. That's C-O-R dot E-C-E. Our graphics are by Ashley Wynn and the folks over at Moon House Creative. Our editor is Will Hagel and our producer is Laura Swisher. Burr, 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 burr. Burr, 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 burr. Yes, I did both parts by myself you'll be all right this is a production of maximum Uh uh-huh fun maximumfun.org comedy and culture artist owned audience supported is it kelly Rowland who has a song called put it in i think i think it's kelly Rowland. travel get us out of here put it in do it yeah